I am I am just the clamp to see you. I, I am such a huge fan of yours. And uh, I love that word. I'm a fucking fan of the word verklempt. Verklempt. Uh, it gets me right here. <laughs> Man, and and I'm I just I'm always blown away by your performances and and uh one way is is no exception. You're such a Was great I okay in it? <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen it yet. Was I okay? Yes, you were better than okay. You were okay, um, you were stunning. How about that? Oh, fantastic. That? Thanks, man. <laughs> um, first of all, do you still audition for things or, or do people just knock on your door and say, here's a script, do it? Actually, I had been auditioning a lot, especially in the lockdown, because what else are you going to do? And it was actually fun to do because I had nothing to do as far as acting goes. We created yeah. acting projects for ourselves. Um, during that time but any project that you've ever seen me in i did not get from an audition except for sopranos and even um even like joey even though i had to do the screen test for it they already told me i had the part that, that it was just a formality so anything i've ever actually done no audition so that must mean i'm not really good at auditions <laughs> <laughs> well but you're good at being drea di matteo because that's who gets the roles Yes, I guess so, but I couldn't be farther from from all of these roles. But uh, but yeah, um, now now I don't audition or for anything. I don't even have an agent anymore. Like my my days are my days are limited. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not at all. Russell Crowe once told me that he said all actors are professional auditioners, and then you only stop auditioning when you have a role. It's true. It's true. But it's not even, it's not that I can't, it's, I mean, I'm not acting because I'm not trying it's so stupid, but I may as well just say, it cause I'm not vaccinated. Oh boy. So you're not allowed. We're not allowed to play in that playground anymore. Us hippies, us hippies have to stay at home. <laughs> Unless you're here in Utah and then you can do anything you want. Oh, I was just there for the summer. Really? I love it there. Utah is one of my, it's my happy place, man. Zion, Moab, those are, Canyon, all of the antelopes, the, everything. I am obsessed with Utah. What do you, what do you do when you're here? Do you bike ride? Do you, do you hike? We hike. Yeah. And we were bummed out that we, I got sick while I was there. I got, mm -hmm. I think I got the, I think I got the Rona again when I was there. Um, and so we, I just ended up staying in, um, what was that hotel? We checked into some hotel by Canyonlands that mm. are all teepees. It's magic. It's, yeah. Utah is one of the most magical places in the world. Well, that's why I moved here. I was in L.A. for a long time and, and came out here. But I love Moab. I love, there is a brewery in Moab that's also a Michelin-starred restaurant. I think I was there. The Moab Brewery. Oh, I don't know if I actually was I there. You know, when I did this other movie, Collide, that's out right now, the actor that played my boyfriend, David Cade. Yeah. He moved to Utah also out of nowhere. I was like, really? That's so not Hollywood. You're an actor. Like, what do you do in Utah? He's like, it's fine. We can be anywhere now. And he's right. Yeah, here's the thing. I was I wanted to do Collide. I wanted to talk to you for Collide as well, but I didn't get onto the uh they didn't let me do the junket. Isn't that weird? And that it was weird. shot here. I don't well we got to do this one because I didn't think we were going to do press on this one so I'm glad that we are. Yeah, uh, and it's a brilliant film. I mean, I really love this script and how it unfolds. Uh uh it, it is so well done. It's such a tip of the hat to some of those thrillers from the 1950s and 60s. 
but does is that how Andrew takes it? I haven't seen it. You know, I read I read the script. Like I said, well, did, maybe I didn't say it in this interview, but like I didn't even read the script when I took the part. Well, Andrew Baird is a genius. Let's let's yeah, just say he's it. He's right incredible. Now. He's incredible. And I didn't, I, you know, I was just like, it's him. I'll take it. And then when they told me it was Travis Fimmel, I was like, I'll go anywhere to point a gun to Travis Fimmel's head. So I'm there. I don't care if they're paying me, and I don't care, <laughs> and I don't care what the rest of the script's about. I'm well, there. I'm going. <laughs> Travis is amazing in this film, and Kevin Bacon is, you know, he's a national yeah. treasure. Always, man. I had to exercise my six degrees, man. I had a, it's a rite of passage. Man. You're trained as a director, though, um, aren't you? I mean, you went to the, the Tisch School of the Arts. and I did. I wanted to make movies. I, I also became extremely lazy and realized I had a knack for acting. And I could just show up and, <laughs> and say other people's words. I could just be somebody else for the day. I just I, I would like, say I would you, say I I would say it's more than a knack. I mean, you are a, a terrific actress. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I don't know, you know, I don't think we always think that, you know, I think that we're always striving to do better. I think when we get older, sometimes we feel like we maybe got a little lazy as well. Um, so I definitely appreciate that. It was good to play a role that I've never played before with, with, with one way. I'm usually a victim, so to play yeah. someone who is in her power, even though she's lost control, obviously through the whole script, she's lost control, she's trying to get it back. Um, I, I'd never really played a role like that before, so it was cool. And I've only been playing roles like that this last year, hmm. which is weird. I've never played all these, these killer bitches, all these um, so-called, look, yeah. the, the gangster goddesses. <laughs> That's... That's who you are. Yes. That's what I'm doing. These days I'm selling perfume. These days we're selling gangster goddess perfume. Of course I have to promote that right now. Well, there's my there's my Christmas list right there. <laughs> I'll get it right from you. So you could smell like a gangster bitch. Hey, I do anyway, because I'm Italian. Oh. <laughs> no. So there. Uh, but but in this film, I mean, I'll I'll tell you what, uh every piece of this film is so beautifully written and so beautifully uh, involved with each other. I, I just can't tell you how much I love this film enough. Oh, good. I can't wait to see it. I haven't watched it. I want to watch it on the big screen. So I haven't watched. And like I said, I didn't read it. Like I didn't thoroughly read it mm. um, the way most actors read things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I was focusing mostly on, um, I mean, I did read it for the intricacies of my character and what was actually happening because everything that's happening is affecting me. Yeah. The entire, the entire, yeah. So, but the stuff that's happening on the bus is not affecting me. That is its own, its own story, which is, it's just so cool to watch these films. I don't know if I said this in this interview because I've been doing a few of them, but everything I've been doing lately also takes place in one location. Yeah. And they've been these high concept indie films. And you know, these kind of films don't have that much money. So they they take this one location and implode it with with action and and psychological stuff and and all kinds of ideas. And I thought that that was really interesting that those are the last three projects I've done have been that way. Well, the one thing that, that COVID has done, you know, is is kind of level the playing field for independent films because they're not all big blockbusters. And a lot of these are streaming, you know, with the same vibrato as some of the big blockbuster movies. And so they're being watched. And 
I'm telling people to watch this film because it is a game changer. Yeah, well, this one's in theaters, right? This is also going to be... Yeah, but it's going to be in in video. But I think people are, are waiting for the video premiere, the uh, the streaming premieres now. Yeah, nobody wants to go anywhere. I have to pull teeth to get my family to go to the <laughs> movie theater. The popcorn is stale. The butter is old. I'm like, are you people not going to the movies anymore? This is one of the greatest American pastimes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's changed or how we get it back, but certainly by putting great movies like this one uh, together, I mean, that's that's a great way of getting people uh, to come back. Uh, yeah, sure. Do you feel that that the game is changing a little bit as far as 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 females empower being empowered in films? I mean, you probably want to shy away from questions like that with me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I feel like we're in a very strange time in the world. Period. As far as you know, we're going. We we make twenty steps forward and then we take ten steps back. Um, you know, you got this, like, women are slowly becoming dismantled again, mm. I feel like. Um, and it's not because of their paychecks and it's not because they, you know, I feel like our society, our government actually, is allowing this, this thing to happen where mm. females' body is no longer important to the creation of mankind. Wow. Um, I'm, you know, this even the whole like, pro all this all this you know especially for someone who's not vaccinated like i, I yeah. mentioned um and not to get political about anything but there's sort of a big hypocrisy going on with this whole like my body my rights um you know yes i agree with all of this my body my rights when it comes to any medical decision it yeah. should be you know we're in america um so i i have a hard time accepting this sort of um they want to fight for women's rights, yet they're taking away our fucking rights in terms of, you know, you know, men are having babies. Women, we don't need you anymore because because you you <laughs> because you don't really make babies. You, of course I do. I fucking make babies. I made two of them. It was painful. I have to multitask all day. <laughs> it's not easy being a woman. Can you give me my fucking my do and my do is do? You know what I mean? So I just sort of sit on this fence observing what's going on in the world. And I'm like, why are all these hypocrites yelling at each other? Yeah. Um, so I do feel like in a role like this, it's cool to be like my character is this Vic. Her name's Vic. Yeah. And in this other film I did, my name was Rocco. So just think about it. I'm playing all these male characters that they decided to just put a female in. They could have used a male, but they ended up going with an Italian female, which I thought was cool. Um, because I have, you know, the same size balls as a lot of men, but at the same time, I'm not a man. Yeah. You know, like I admire you because you are a man and you are fucking stronger than me. You can pick up this fucking couch before I can. And guess what? I don't want to pick up that couch. <laughs> I, I don't either. I, don't, I want you to <laughs> fucking pick it up. You know what I mean? Let's hire some movers, Drea, and we'll get it. Yeah, you know, so I feel like, I think more than anything today in Hollywood, it's always been like this in Hollywood. When women get older, when women get older, it's harder to get roles. We're not as cute. We're not as whatever. And there aren't as many mom or, like, there's not as many kick-ass older female roles. Yeah. Um, like Weeds was the first of those shows where, you know, like when Mary Louise Parker got to play that part and she was a little older, like that set the tone for some cool stuff for some older characters. You know, there's just a handful. But now that every famous movie star wants to be in TV, 
Yeah. It's, um, you know, everybody wants a TV show. So all those roles are being created for movie stars now because our industry is so different these days. Drea, you're going to have to promise me that we're going to continue this conversation in a longer format because uh, I really want to get into it with you. I really do. And I never stop talking. No, it's amazing. I, I just love love listening. Could you could you do me one favor? Can you say Christopher in, in your New York, uh, New Jersey voice? Christopher. There. <laughs> now I can sleep. Um, no. Anyway, please, let's get together and do a longer interview. Okay, I'm around. Hey, I got, I got nothing but time on my hands, man. Yeah, I'll find you on Twitter or somewhere and we'll just talk. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. Take care and thank you so much for, for this time. Right on, man. Bye-bye.